Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer uh, in Ice District at Rogers Place. A return engagement from the opening round playoff series. Again, Brendan, great job putting together that uh, audio compilation for us. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roots Chris Steakhouse. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 5 until 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roots Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chef Altoff and Chris that orders now sent you. All right. Uh, kind enough to join us live on location. Geez, we had uh, Jay Woodcroft up here yesterday for 20 minutes, and uh, uh, Luke Pierce, uh, who's <laughs> having a fun time with a real young team right now, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, you know, if you don't cheat, Speck, you're supposed to go in sort of a cyclical nature in junior hockey. Yes. If you don't cheat. But uh, if you cheat, uh, you usually can stay competitive most years. I'm not naming any clubs or organizations that would do that. But Edmonton and Calgary, the WHL watches those two clubs like a hawk as a result of their financial clout. I digress. Uh, Let's bring Mark Spector in. Return engagement. L.A. and Edmonton, the Kings have uh, got Doughty back. They got Arvidsson back, and they've signed Kevin Fiala. And the orders are down. Evander Kane and uh, Kyler Yamamoto. This is not going to be... An easy night tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. No, no, for sure. And they're looking up at the standings at L.A. too, right? This isn't an L.A. team that used to come in here below Edmonton. They're coming in above. Uh, a little more even start. But they've got their issues. You know, they've got uh, uh, got Derseys playing the left side, right-hand shot. And, you know, I really liked uh, Dersey, uh, the defenseman in the series last year. I thought he was outstanding in that round. Uh, and they're starting Cal Peterson, who is uh, getting outplayed by Jonathan Quick this year. They have kind of the same situation down there as we have up here in terms of one goal is going pretty good and the other one's still trying to find his game. Well, Jonathan Quick's contract is up at the end of this season, and that yes. is the big question in L.A. carrying forward. Now, they have one significant advantage over several other organizations. They have no problem recruiting players. They they get guys in free agency. Oh, sure. They got Deneau a year ago, and now they've yeah. added, uh, you know, obviously Fiala. I mean, that's $14 million worth of players, or $13.5 million worth of players. And make no mistake, when Kopitar does retire, they'll get themselves a first-line center. And believe yeah. me, if you're L.A., you're going to look at Austin Matthews or, or Leon Dreisettle. Those will be a couple of the guys that the Kings look at, and they will have opportunities to get because that is an attractive place to play where there isn't the same pressure as some other markets. Yes, and no question. It's California. It's, there's a whole bunch of teams there. There's a whole bunch of college teams there. But that's having said that, you know, having, I think the orders are a good example 
uh, of a team that used to be in that place you're talking about where they couldn't find a free agent and had to way overpay for free agents. Now they're getting guys just fine. You know, they got Hyman Zach Hyman. And Kane. The they last. got Kane just fine. Uh, you know, sure, Campbell's not playing great, but he was probably the, I would say, he was the best goalie on the market last year. It was him and Kemper. Yeah. And the Oilers got him. So they're getting free agents here. All right. Uh, I, I want to talk a bit about Todd McClellan because, you know, it's it's... Now, when you work for the club, and I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, Spec, you work for Rogers, who has the broadcast rights, but you have greater autonomy than a guy like me would. You know, I I respect all, I, you know, I have to have a good working relationship with all the coaches and the managers. We host a two-hour show called yeah, Oilers now. It comes with the territory. I didn't agree with the decision at the time to fire Todd McClellan. I'm not big and moving. You know what? I was a little bit more open to it last year during, like, towards the end. It was like... You know what? Like I kind of thought that McClellan firing was a tad premature when it when it when okay. it happened. Um, now that said, uh, when you assess, like there's been some good coaches in here over the years, hasn't there? Yes, there has. And that's that's one thing that needs to be stated. Like it's not well, like too many though. Right. Like too many. And so we need to see some continuity here with yeah. Jay Woodcroft. And it's interesting, Mark, because and I, I just want you to maybe comment on some of the coaches you've had the pleasure of working with over the last 50. Uh, and you don't have to go back to the days of Ronnie Lowe. I mean, Ronnie's a fine man, but he's been out of the game for several years. Mac T's back in the game now as an assistant in St. Yep. Louis. But you've worked, you know, Pat Quinn, and God rest his soul. a few soul. coaches here. You know, no longer with us. Tom <laughs> yeah. Rennie has retired after the situation with Hockey Canada. Kruger got another kick at it in Buffalo. Yep. What did yeah. you think of him? Dallas. Oh, Kruger was awesome. Uh, I think what we've learned is it, it's a package. If Peter Chiarelli is a better general manager, Todd McClellan's not getting fired. Hundred uh, percent. The team that 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 Ralph Kruger had here, you know, for instance, he shouldn't have got fired. He was prematurely let go before he had a chance to to right. earn a firing. Craig McTavish just decided to go another way, and boom, Ralph's gone. Um, I actually thought it was good for Dallas Aikens when he was fired. I actually thought it was good for Dallas. Like, I was getting concerned yeah. about that. Like, it was it was kicking the... It, like, he didn't have a team. He had an right. awful team here. And So I think what we learn is you can't just... A, a coach isn't... You can't just look at a coach exclusively and say, good coach or bad coach. How was his goaltending? What kind of team did he have? Was his GM any good? Was Did anyone make the right moves? There was a year... Who was the year when they brought in... Who was that centerman that McTavish brought in at the trade deadline? Uh, Jared Smithson. Jared. Here we have a team. No, that, that wasn't McTavish. Were, that was Tambellini. It was Tambellini. That's right. Whatever. That's why you have me here. It's there like, you yeah, go. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, if you're a head coach and you're trying to make a playoff push and your coach, uh, your GM, the only thing you can do is get you Jared Smithson, and then we're going to fire the coach for that? <laughs> you know, so I think that's what well, I Well, they fired the GM first, then they and fired. Then they fired. Then everyone got fired. So my point is this. I've learned a lot over the years that you got to look at the totality of the whole thing. And all of a sudden, we're in the right place. The general manager here is a very good general manager. He knows what he's doing. Uh, the young coach in Woodcroft is a pretty darn good coach. Now I think you do, Bob, have a chance at having some continuity around here. All right. Uh, and I'll paraphrase... Arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, Bear Bryant. You know who's the best coach? The guy that walks off the bus with the best players. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like that. That's it. That's what he used that's to it. say. And, and how do you have the best players? Because you got a really good GM. You have a really good developmental system. Right. You have, to have good scouts who who direct the draft smartly. And you have everybody pulling on the rope in right. the same. You got a goalie. 
Yeah. yeah All right. So. so let's talk a bit about the goaltending here. Mike McKenna was on yesterday. He had some pretty interesting, even even you know talking about the tools that Jack Campbell uses that he has to modernize his equipment a little bit. I found that to be a really. He uh, Brendan's back. Brendan, are you uh, with us right now at the six thirty Chad Studios, or did you step out? No, I'm with you. All right. Uh, I I know you were. I, I mean, I could not believe, and it was a piece that was penned on Daily Faceoff as well, Spec, but. I don't know about you, Brendan, but the amount of detail that McKenna went into in that position, breaking down the four or five areas, I mean, it was, I don't know if we've had that kind of look at goaltending before. What, what, what did you think there, Brendan? Yeah, I, I think the way that he was able to break down different parts of, like, again, the equipment, the mentality, some of the positioning, he he obviously uh, sees a few different areas that need tweaking. And to me, Bob, that means that other teams are obviously identifying 100%. some of these things as well. Yeah, 100%. So, Speck, I mean, I I, I am not nervous. What's wrong with his glove, Source? What, what, what don't we like about he Campbell's glove? He talked about the the equipment being antiquated, the leather, and he, he said, he, I mean, he took a picture of it. You should pull a piece up on a daily face-off because it was, mm-hmm. you can literally see the picture right there. Do you want to replay the clip, uh, Brendan, of what he said about the equipment? Can you do that for me? Yeah, give me half a second to re-rack sure, pull, it here. Pull, pull that up. Okay, and let's let it fire. We're on equipment. It needs moderizing. Here we go. You can see that the thigh rise on his pad. Now, that's the portion above your knee. His pads roll upward. They expose the ice. They expose the thigh hole. And that's because his pads are so soft and flexible. And he still straps them in an old-school manner. He still uses leather straps. There's still um, some above the knee that tend to pull the pad inward towards him. And to me, that creates space in a five hole. Um, he's allowed goals like that previously. And even his glove. You know, he's had two of them go off his glove. One of them, I think, went right through his glove that Colin Miller shot for the Dallas Stars this past week or so ago. And when you look at the screen, grab from the game, there's a sizable hole in the webbing of Campbell's glove. Now, that's on the manufacturer, but it's also on Campbell. You have to be so in touch with your equipment that you know what's going on at all times. If you see that your webbing's loose, tell the equipment manager. You know, So these are little things. I think his gear could, could definitely be improved if he modernized it a little bit, stiffened it up a little, got it to seal the ice. But I think there's got to be some care to it as well to make sure you don't have those little aspects that can lead to goals against. You think a hole in your glove, but I never he, got a clear one on that ball. We we I asked Jack Campbell after the game, did that go through your glove? Because there were screen grabs that night yes. that made it look like it went through his glove, and he did not say it went through. He said he he just said over under through. It doesn't matter. I got to make that save. But that wasn't the answer to the question. The question was, right. did it go through your glove? Well, McKenna's inferring that it does, and he played the position, and you know it's. I mean, we, it's so, Mark, we've had a bunch of different coaches here. We've had Dustin Schwartz as the goalie coach. He replaced Freddie Shabbat, uh, and it would have been during the 14-15 season he got promoted at that time. And there's a lot of guys around the league. Like McKenna's the guy. I didn't get a chance to ask him this yesterday, but he told me, he said, Schwartz has a really good reputation around the league. Uh, and he, think about it. He's gone from Dallas Aikens to Todd Nelson to Todd McClellan. Not many times the goalie survives. To, 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 to survives. Ken Hitchcock, to Dave Tippett, to uh, to J.J. Woodcroft. And I can tell you that McClellan and Tippett, two veteran coaches, have spoken very highly. Now, I think that yep. I think the situation with the goalie coach totally benefits the incumbent goalie that's here. 
right? It, it benefits Skinner because Skinner has worked with the sure. combination for of Schwartz and Sly Rodriguez down on the minors since he's been here in Edmonton. And now Campbell comes in after spending time with Steve Breer, who, by the way, was relieved of his duties last year in Toronto and has resurfaced with Seattle after their debacle. They made a move with no. the goaltending coach. And as you know, the Oilers, Ken Holland, hired Detroit's former goalie coach as quote-unquote a goalie sky. It's just a... You know, like, I, I, my thing with Campbell is I think he needs some more time. Now, people argue, Spec, Stoffer, you're an idiot. Look at Freddie Anderson. He didn't need any time when he went to Carolina last year. He started the year 10-0. What do you think on Jack Campbell? Well, I've got a couple concerns here. I mean, you know, it reminds me of Vlad Guerrero Jr. Remember, he had two balls go through his glove at first base this past season within about a 10-day span. The first one... I guess sometimes something happens. If I'm a, if I if my goalie has a puck going through the webbing of his glove, it gets fixed now. Two is one too many. So that's an issue with everybody. And I'm going right down to the equipment staff. Someone's got to walk in that room, pick up his glove, and say, "We're going to fix this glove, son." I don't care if you don't like the webbing. The orders have to take care of that, whether Jack Campbell likes it or not. That's the first thing I think. Uh, the second is he's a veteran guy, and he it's incumbent upon Jack Campbell to find his game here. You know, this isn't a kid anymore. He's been around a long time, right? He just played in the most difficult market to be a goaltender in the world in Toronto. He knows pressure. He's went through pressure. He knows how to deal with it. Edmonton's not a worse place to play pressure-wise. So, you know what? It's This isn't a Dustin Schwartz thing, and it's not a Woodcroft thing. This is a Jack Campbell thing. Right. Got to get his game together. Bingo. And what, but what I am saying is, by logic, it does make sense that maybe to start Skinner, and Skinner, we all know Skinner's been on the rise for a while, right? Yeah. And he's got a comfort level with the team, with the organization, with the environment, with the goalie coach. And Campbell, if Campbell's reluctant to change out his equipment, that, well, that's, that, that, might, that might reveal a little bit more. So the, I'm was, old school. I go back to the Glenn Sather days. Stop the bit. puck. Yeah, I go back to Glenn Sather days when something like that, Slats wouldn't have stood for something like that. He'd walk in there and he wouldn't ask the goalie to fix his glove. He would tell the goalie to fix his glove. And he would check the next day and the damn glove better get fixed. Yeah. And if I was running a hockey team, it'd be that way. I'm not nervous yet. It's it's a point of it has to be a topic of conversation. He was brought in here not just he was brought in to be the number one goaltender for at least the next two to three years. Like the or the, the irony is Skinner's tracking quite well. And it is is looks bigger in the goal, mm-hmm. certainly looks more composed, and doesn't end up having a barrage of questions about his performance. Yeah. And now the other thing that McKenna said is that Campbell takes on too much ownership. Yeah, he's always has, and that's a sports psychology thing that he'll have to deal with. I'm not here to dig into sure. Jack Campbell between the years. Um, I I've never loved it when a player takes. You know, again, we were all groomed under goaltenders who let one in through their legs from 60 feet out and just forgot about it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and went on and won the game 5-4 or 6-5, and that's how it is, what they did. You can't dwell. I think we all know that about goaltending, Bob, even those of us who don't play it. Dwelling on yesterday, you know, on last... Sure. The last shot's not a good thing. So that's a sports psychology thing he's got to deal with. Uh, I would want to say this, Bob. You know, the Oilers... Don't let whatever's going on with Jack Campbell get in the way of Stu Skinner's ascension as a young goaltender in this in this league. If he's good enough to play, if he's better than the guy you play signed, it's a, it's a mer- don't it's a mer- get in the way. It's, it's meritocracy. a meritocracy. Meritocracy. Don't All right. get in his way. 
Jay Woodcroft reinforced, and you tried to ask the question a different way today to get a little bit more juice out of him, and he didn't totally give away the Cadbury secret with his response. <laughs> so maybe you could educate the listeners where you're going, where you're going there. With what? Sorry. Well, you asked him, care to share what you discussed with the players as to... Oh, yes. Yeah, he said, you know, we had a meeting here, and we, we talked about where we are. And you know what? He's spoken the last couple of days about their defensive game. Look at their stats. They're 30th in the league in shots allowed. They're 30th in the league. Um, on the penalty kill, the penalty 29th in goals against. 29th in goals against. That's no secret, Bob. You know, yeah. Right, You're not making the playoffs with those numbers. I know right, they're 9-7 right. and right now. They're that, in well, the top half of the league right now with those numbers. Come talk to me on New Year's. If the if those numbers are the same, they won't be in the top half of the league anymore. Right. No, you don't I, make the playoffs. they got to improve defensively. they got to dig in. they got to play Are you concerned about... Uh, Evander Kane, I mean, that was a scary injury. That's going to be a hard one for him to come back on. We know that. Are you concerned about the lack of, uh, what term did Brian Burke always use? Uh, Truculence. Truculence, thank you. Truculence, yeah, right. Lack of truculence in the lineup right now? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, with Kane, you lose a top six player, you lose McDavid's trigger man, and you lose your most truculent forward. So that's a lot of loss. Right? Yeah. That's a big loss, man. Uh, More so than anyone who drops gloves and things like that, I look at the, you know, in the blue paint, who's clearing the net around here? Mm -hmm. Right? I think they have a defensive core that needs, I mean, clearly, now that we've worked 16 games in, whatever we are, I see as the primary need for this team uh, a big defender. This team needs it to. We, I know. I, I love Horvat. I love the Keane conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff is yeah. intriguing as heck. But this team needs a defender. Yeah. They need a big, strong, clear the crease, kill a penalty guy. That's what they need primarily. And I don't, I'm not sure I'll change that opinion between now and the trade deadline. What do you think of Gavrikov from Columbus? Oh, no, enough about him. I was trying to watch him the other night. I was okay. watching a bit of the game against Philly. Pending UFA, they're yep. now. I got to see them more. Now I'm hearing they're actually trying to upgrade their team. That they they might be hearing they might actually be a team that could potentially look at Bo Horvat. Uh, remember, they healthy scratched uh, Jack Roslovic. Uh, Who wouldn't look at Bo Horvat? He's oh. an awesome player. He's a great player. Yeah. Okay. I and they wanted and they wanted center depth there forever. I can't believe Vancouver le- would let him go. Myself. I can't believe they prioritized signing J.T. No. Miller over Bo Horvat. No. I do not get that. So you know what about Edmondson, a guy like that? Yeah. But how did Montreal, the team that was in the fourth place in the bubble year, get to the Stanley Cup final? They got there with Shea Weber and Edmondson and Sherrod. I'm not saying they were Stanley Cup and caliber Petrie. team. It was a bit and, and Petrie. It was a bit of a fluke deal. I get all that. But the point is they defended and they cleared their net and they gave their goalie a chance to be good. And right now, you know, I'll say this about Jack Campbell. When the orders play well in front of him, like they did in Tampa, he's pretty good. Yeah. And he's shown he can win those games. Well, he needed a good start because the Oilers were outshot 10 nothing at one point in that game. Right, and he gave it to him. Yeah. And then the team played well, and he played well. I w- there is a lot of truth to what Leon Dreisaitl said the other night when he said, it seems like every time Jack plays, we lay an egg in front of him. There is no question they have laid some eggs in front of Jack Campbell. This team needs to pick the goalie up a little bit here. Yeah. When he next starts, they got to make sure they dig in and give him a game in front. Give him a chance to be good. All right. Uh, put on your Victor the Predictor hat here. What do you call them tonight, Oilers and the Kings? Uh, good question. This Oilers team's been unpredictable, haven't they? They have been. They give you a good game, then they give you not a good game. 
Yeah, I think, let's say this, I think heading into the, you know, we've passed now the 20% of the season point. Have we? Yeah, I believe so. They're 20% in now. So pretty quick, we're getting to the quarter point, not the quarter pole, Bob. Quarter pole's at the end of a horse race. But pretty soon, American Thanksgiving, it'll be 25 games, that's the... Sure. Or whatever. 20 games, that's the quarter. Um, I think that they're having some meetings. They're looking at their stats. They've watched themselves play. They're having the same conversation we're having right now about, man, why do we play good on Monday and lousy on Wednesday? Right? I think this team's ready to settle down and find a groove. You know, does it start tonight? I hope it starts tonight. You got two teams looking to find their defensive game. The Flames uh, got six on L.A. the other night. My prediction is this is going to be a lower event hockey game than what we've seen so far this year. I think Cal Peterson is trying to find his game. Yeah. For sure, which could be good for the oil. But you know what? LA was had some they got some payback on their mind. And that's too. what concerns me. And, and there's always need, that always does works. Does there need for to you. be any payback on Mikey Anderson? Ah nah. Not really. I mean, I don't know. No one liked that play, but no one. It's not like he tried to injure Drysaddle's ankle. It just he pulled him over back. Kind of horse collared him, right? Yeah, it was a cheap play. It's a cheap play, but you know what? You know what would have happened 25 years ago if you'd done that to a star player? Imagine how good Drysaddle would have been if he had two legs. I mean, he oh would have had. You, you know what? Think about it. He <laughs> but if 17 up, points against the Flames on one leg, if he had two if he legs, had two. he would have had 34 points. <laughs> oh my goodness me! So I don't know. That's a. <laughs> What, are you going to have more than 17 points in a five-game series? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mark, I'm still kind of in shock by it. Like, I was talking to people like, I, like 3-1 in game two against Calgary after losing 9-6 in game one. The orders are down 3-1 early in the second, and we went to break, and I'm looking at Jack going, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. trouble. And then, and then the orders out, outscore them 18-7 to seven the rest of the way of the series. Next split. thing you know, Kachuk's in Florida, and Goodrow's in Columbus. <laughs> so... <laughs> The, the Oilers took them apart literally and figuratively in that series. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be the next chapter in your book. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right, Bobby. Take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, uh, if you're looking for it, last night uh, we did our Oilers Now uh, launch for New York City. About uh, 40 of the 60 people uh, showed up, uh, made it over to Parlor on 108th and 103rd. Special shout-out to all their staff for helping make that happen for us. Had a great time and told some stories and all that kind of stuff. We are going to do a New York event. Mark Spector, you are invited, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, we're looking forward to that, but coming up, 
The New York City trip is sold out. You can join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers and the Golden Knights and all the famous Vegas attractions. This new S travel package includes three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Hockey Vegas road trip, reach out to newwesttravel.com. It is uh, 12.57 in Edmonton again. A little bit of a surprise for me. Cal Peterson starts for the LA Kings. He went 20-14-2 and last year, 2.89 goals against average, 8.95 save percentage. But his save percentage this year is at 8.67. He'll oppose Stuart Skinner, who's at 9.32 this year. Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel coming up at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.